Welcome back to another episode of Focus on EDU. Uh, love, love, love that people keep coming back, listening to these messages, commenting on these. Make sure uh, that if you haven't been keeping up with us, you uh, like, subscribe, hit the little bell, all the youtube things. Um, if you're listening on audio, uh, make sure you subscribe as well and feel free to leave us a comment. Uh, my name is Doug Conopelko from CDW Education. I'm our national esports manager, and I'm really excited. Uh, today, we're talking to somebody who has definitely been in the trenches. So, um, Anna Patterson, uh, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your experience with esports. Hi, I'm Anna. Uh, I'm currently working as an esports agent at a talent management agency called AFK Pros, um, where we work with uh, aspiring professionals or current professionals, and we help them with things like contract negotiations and brand deals and things of that nature. Um, and I have a history with uh, collegiate esports. I played for four years at Florida Southern College, where I served as the IGL team captain and team manager. All right. So you're still involved with Florida Southern College's program a little bit, right? So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so I am currently uh, coaching the current Florida Southern Overwatch team. I've been doing that for, uh, I think, three semesters now. Um, so I've been really involved with Florida Southern College, and I also try to attend as many as I can um, sort of esports events. Like uh, we had a Rocket League LAN recently, so I try to stay involved as much as I can. All right, for folks who may not be as familiar, Tell me a little bit about Overwatch, right? Explain like I'm five, Overwatch. Yeah, so Overwatch is a, a first-person shooter. Um, it has, I think, about 30 characters that you can choose from. And it's a very strategic game. Uh, so they have different kinds of maps. There's things like a hybrid, a control point, um, and a one that you just push a cart, essentially. <laughs> so... Um, Basically, it's two teams of six, uh, about to be two teams of five when Overwatch 2 comes out. Um, and yeah, you just come up with different types of strategies and uh, fight the other team for control of a, of a point or pushing a cart. Sounds good. So you told me that um, you were the IGL. Um, so we're probably going to hit on a few different acronyms as we go through here today. But uh, tell us what the IGL is. Yes, yeah, so the IGL is in-game leader. And essentially, they kind of call all the shots for the rest of the team. Um, so they'll pick what ultimates you're going to use, what direction you're going to go in. Uh, typically, they'll help in choosing like the map when you're in a competitive setting. Um, and so, yeah, they, they really do call the shots and kind of lead everyone to, to where they want to go and sort of the best course of action for the rest of the team. So what did it look like being an, an esports athlete or scholar gamer or whatever title we're going with today? Um, what did it look like to be involved in that space, you know, with it still being uh, so new? And what was the day to day like being on the team? So it was definitely different. Um, I definitely didn't go to Florida Southern College and visiting myself being on an esports team. Uh, so I definitely didn't really have any expectations. Um, but at the time, since it was so new, there wasn't really sort of like a standard. Um, so we kind of had to set our own standard. And basically for what that looked like for me and the rest of my team was basically just sitting in the arena from, you know, when class ended until 
one in the morning and just, you know, playing together, grinding together and, and kind of staying as a, as a close knit team and really forming that bond together. Um, of course, focusing on academics as well, very important. <laughs> um, so, but we, we basically had to form our own practices. Um, I kind of, myself and my co-captain Kalis, we kind of had to step up into that position of finding scrimmages and things like that, just because it, it was such a new space. Um, so we really had to, you know, find our own Discord servers, find, you know, these different collegiate programs to join in. And, you know, as well as tournaments like NACE, finding our own kind of third party events that we could take place in. Um, so yeah, it was day to day was we really tried to get in the in our practice room, we have our own physical esports arena, which is definitely a blessing <laughs> at Florida Southern. I know a lot of colleges don't have that. But um, yeah, it's, it's very nice. And we, we all just kind of, you know, became a, a close knit family practicing and, and grinding together. That sounds great. So then you made the transition from player to team captain to now helping coach that same team. So what does it look like being a collegiate esports coach for Overwatch right now? Yeah, so it's it's definitely about kind of educating yourself on on some of the the rules that come with with collegiate uh, sports and in, in any sport, not just not just esports, and um, really kind of transitioning into being that that leader, um, you know, it, which kind of came naturally to me as being the IGL and being the team manager. Um, but you really have to step up into a different level of professionalism, and you have to be you can't just be a friend anymore. You kind of have to be someone that they can look up to. Um, so that was very different. And again, also just kind of familiarizing yourself with things like the NCAA and things like that. So you're you're familiar with just general collegiate rules and also just being understanding of everyone and keeping people focused on academics as well. Um, so yeah, just, just kind of overseeing everything. So what are some things that are part of your responsibilities as the coach? So my responsibilities now, we've, we've kind of aged out of the, the sort of team manager position, um, just as I kind of stepped up into that coaching role. Um, but usually my, my responsibilities are kind of organizing a team practice time that works with everyone, kind of collecting class schedules and making sure that everyone's prepared. Um, that also includes finding scrimmages, uh, coaching scrimmages, doing VOD reviews, picking team compositions and, and sitting down and doing that with my also co-coach Captain uh, Kalis, um, who is a, a previous co-captain with me. Um, and we kind of sit together and just, we also do individual one-on-one -on -one, um, practices with the players. Um, so yeah, just, just really trying to get involved in every single aspect and um, kind of taking that responsibility from the players. Like uh, we didn't have that, that option when I was playing. Um, so really just, just trying to be there for everybody. Love that. And for those following along, VOD review, VOD, video on demand. So tell us what does a VOD review look like uh, for a collegiate team? So a VOD review, we typically that would take for us, it would take the place of sort of a practice right now. Um, but ideally, you would take a different day and it'd be about 30 minutes long and you'd review a scrimmage. 
typically we like to review a scrimmage, but if that's not available, then you would review like a competitive game and basically just kind of look through everything that we could have improved on, uh, focus on individuals, uh, kind of getting like a third person perspective. Cause sometimes it's, it's kind of hard when you're in the game to kind of realize what exactly you're doing um, just because you can't see your teammates around you from a first person perspective. Um, so it, it really helps players to kind of get a better idea of what their teammates are doing and how they can better help their teammates. What are some of the things that you're looking for? You feel like you, you call out commonly with the team, right? When you're, when you're reviewing film, right? Cause this is the same as uh, a traditional sport reviewing film, right? Reviewing game film, reviewing practice footage, Right. So what are some of the things you feel like you tend to uh, the skills that you're tending to hone in on when you're talking about a rod review? So when we're looking at a VOD review, we definitely like to look at the, the main thing I like to look at is positioning. Um, as I was talking about, sometimes when you're when you're in a first person perspective, you can't really tell where your teammates are. Um, so that really comes heavily into play and in making sure that you're communicating that with your teammates. Um, because you realize you can't see the other people around you. Um, so we'll really try to focus on that, like standing in a certain place where if your teammate is standing over here, they can see you and, and things like that that you, you just don't realize in the moment. Um, we also like to look at like ultimates because sometimes when you're in the game, you don't have an exact number for where the enemy team's ultimates are at. So it's, it's nice to look back and see you know, when you use your ultimate in comparison to when they use theirs or how fast, if you're playing the same character as someone on the enemy team, like how fast you got yours in comparison. Um, so things like that are definitely the main things that I like to look for. Excellent. And, and ultimates are uh, essentially a skill that builds up over time, right? A really powerful skill uh, or ability that builds up over time through the game that then um, it's you're saying it's strategic as to when you use that, right? Yes. So it's it's definitely important just because it's it, it takes a while to build up, uh, especially depending on which character you're playing. So that's definitely something that's important to keep track of. And it, it's definitely a skill that you can acquire over time to learn how to do how to keep track of that without being able to see the exact number. And then what about um, in practice in general, right? I'd imagine there is a lot of time that is just, uh, you know, students playing the games and, and honing their skills, but there have to be certain things that in practice you're looking to uh, discuss with them, teach them, right? Because just like a traditional sport, there are certain specific skills that we're, we're looking for. What are some of those things that you're working on in practice? So one of the main things that I like to focus on in practice and something that I, I like to pride myself on as a coach that, that I feel like I can provide very well is offering better communications. Um, so that's kind of the main thing that, you know, you won't get when you're just playing a regular competitive match. And that's something that you can't really just watch. And especially since you're not, you know, you're not playing with these people in your competitive games all the time. You don't know them. You don't know what they're going to say. You don't know how they behave. So it's definitely good to in a team practice setting to kind of learn how people speak, what kind of things that they say. Um, so that's 100% the main thing that I like to focus on because it's not something that you can practice outside of, of a regular team practice because these are the people that you're gonna play with constantly and you have to learn how they're gonna behave and what they're gonna say. And also you get to kind of learn things like what exactly you need to say to help your team. And if they're not in, if they're not in your comp games, then you just won't know. 
Um, so it, it's very important to kind of focus on that element. And that's a really big part of Overwatch, which is a very heavy team game in comparison to other FPS games out there right now. So what does good communication look like within Overwatch? So good communication, I, I definitely like to practice by telling my team to kind of just say everything. <laughs> like um, we definitely have some some VODs where it just sounds so silly. Like you're saying like, oh, I'm going left, I'm going right. Uh, I'm shooting at this person, I'm doing this, uh, I'm going up the stairs. Like, so it sounds silly in the moment, but things like that are are really, really important. Um, so I, I try to make sure I tell my team to kind of calm, like the most important things definitely are like, if you see someone using uh, like an ultimate, um, that's definitely very important. Uh, you want to scout for where the enemy team is going. So you want to call out things like that, of course. Um, and also just things that you're doing, like if you're moving positions, if you're a healer and your team is expecting you to be in one place and you're going somewhere else, you have to calm that with your team. And so saying things like that is, is insanely important and just saying, you know, what your intentions are, where you're going. If you see someone just use like a, a small ability, that would be a huge problem in the future. Um, like there's a character called Zarya and she can put a bubble around herself to protect herself. And so if you see her use that, you, you want to call that ability out um, and, and make sure that your team knows like, okay, she doesn't have it. So now I can use my ultimate and I can do that. Um, so it, it definitely provides like an opening, of course. And um, yeah, so, so just making sure that your team is on the same page and you really want to make sure that you're calming everything, even if it seems like a small detail, um, you know, it, it really can make a big difference in Overwatch. If someone is a new coach, right? If they have uh, just been a player and are transitioning into that coaching role, uh, what is either some advice you would give them, or maybe some resources you would uh, send them to, or groups to become a part of, anything like that, um, for someone that's making that transition from player to coach? So I would definitely advise them to become more understanding of other people's perspectives. Um, as an individual player, sometimes, you know, you might not be able to kind of think the way that your teammates do or, or, or want to get in their heads or want to get in their shoes in the position that they're playing, um, especially if you kind of only played one singular role your entire time when you were on a team. If you only played, you know, a damage character, you might not have the same mindset as a support character. Um, so I would definitely, definitely suggest like looking into other roles and, and maybe talking to your team and, and kind of understanding, maybe have them kind of coach you, you know, I, I've definitely talked to my, you know, my players, I was a, a healer, my entire, you know, my entire college career. And I'd hop in a game with a damage player and I'd be like, all right, you know, tell me what you do. And, um, you know, so I can kind of get on that same level of understanding. Um, so I would definitely say just, you know, talking people, talking to people that you know, that, you know, you're impressed by that, you know, you want to be more like them. You want to understand their, their mindset. Um, that'd probably be my biggest suggestion. And, um, as well as playing other people's roles, even if it makes you uncomfortable or, or you know, puts you out there and, um, it might, you know, embarrass you doing something that you're not used to, but you know, if it, if it helps you learn, then, you know, that's the most important part. Well, I can't think of a better place to end than if it helps you learn, that's the most important part. So, <laughs> Anna, I want to thank you for your time today and sharing some of your story and experience with us. Thank you so much. It was, it was a good experience. 
Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be notified whenever we post new content. Looking forward to seeing you next time.